0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Hope everybody's having a good Black Friday. If they're uh, if they're shopping, if they're eating leftovers, if you're watching college football, college basketball, or any of the other good stuff on, we know nobody's watching hockey today. I'm your host, Tampa Tones, and we got the Bucketeers rolling. We got Bucks Colts preview coming up. We got some of the crew in. We got Joey Nipson from the Cleveland Me podcast. We'll bring him in here shortly. He's got his Colts info to share and perhaps uh, predictions of the game and whatnot. We also have cats bumbling in right now. So we got a full loaded crew right now. Only one we're down is Bucko. We got hands on deck. You are tuned into the Bucketeers. Proud members of Bucks Life Media. You could watch us right now on Bucks Life Media on Facebook or our Bucketeers YouTube if you have questions, comments. Ask us on our Twitter, YouTube, or Bucks Life Media on Facebook today, and you can catch an instant replay on Apple, Spotify, and so much more of the Bucketeers podcast. Without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest. We'll have him say a few words before he walks the plank through the episode. He might not make it out alive of this (laughs) one. I know we got stunned and ready to roll. Joey Nips, how we doing, my friend? How are you? You looking forward to the game this Sunday?
1: Well, you know, by the way, how y'all doing? It's good to be on the show. Um, Obviously love watching you guys and it's good stuff. But uh, that being said, before the season came out, you look at this game and as a Colts fan, you don't feel too good about it for a couple of reasons. The history of Tom Brady just always usually beating up on us um, as an accurate passer. He is throughout all the years against our 4-3 softer coverage defense. So that was always alarming. And number two, you guys are the defending champs. So between those two things, you look at it on paper, and you don't feel too good about yourself. But I will say, the way the Colts have been playing, with one of the best backs in the game—if not when Derrick Henry is out—I um, feel I feel better about things. I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm sitting here cheering. Colts are going to kick ass or outright win this game every day. I'm not saying that, but my confidence level is a lot better than it was before the year. Uh, we are at our healthiest right now, which we'll get into uh, down the road. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a dogfight in the trenches because that's exactly what's going to happen in the trenches is a dogfight.
0: Yep, let's bring in the crew now. Cody, how we doing, brother? How was your Thanksgiving? And uh, you looking forward to this battle on Sunday?
2: I'm doing well. Good Thanksgiving. Got to see some family. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this game. Um, it, like you like said, it's, it's going to be one in the trenches, I think uh, – the Bucks want to turn into a shootout, and I think for the Colts, I think they cannot let that happen. They got to they gotta try and run the ball, which, you know, that, that's going to be a fun matchup. Great run defense, great run game. Like, who's who's going to win there? But in my opinion, the Colts got to slow it down. They If it turns into a high-scoring game, I just don't think they can keep up. So, um, yeah, that's to me, that's where the game's going to be, won or lost. Can we stop the run?
0: Yeah, I feel like the Colts are going to try and run the ball short in the game a bit, try and take the ball out of the Bucks' hands as much as they can. They want to dominate that time of possession. Battle in the trenches, like Joe, uh, Joey said. Stunna, what say you, my friend? You looking forward to Sunday's game, and how the hell are you? How was your Thanksgiving?
3: I'm doing great, man.
0: Thanksgiving is
3: my favorite holiday, so it's definitely a good time to be had. Um I think the key matchup in the game is going to be limiting Carson Wentz's scrambling ability. I think we've had issues with scrambling quarterbacks. And I think that's something that we're going to have to really hone in on and do a better job of.
0: Cats, what's up, brother? I see you stumbling in and I agree. Wentz is, um, once is pretty good when he gets out of pocket. He's actually having a really good year and, uh, I was, I was on the minority side when I said coming into this year I like the move that the Colts got Carson Wentz pairing him up with Frank Reich, and it's looked pretty good for them so far besides a few boneheaded plays here and there, but uh we'll get into that in a bit. Cats, what's going on, brother? How we doing, and uh, how was your Thanksgiving, my friend? I'm I'm not sure if we have cats. Uh, hey, thanks. Cats. Uh, oh, was gee, great. Uh, yeah, this is. You... I, I think Katz is um bumbling, stumbling on here. So we're gonna let him gain his uh internet back a minute while we. Katz, I think we got you now. How we doing? Actually, yeah. doing we're, good.
4: We're... Doing good. Um, excited about this. Yeah, you're good. We're good. I'm excited about this game, but I am nervous. Uh, I think the Colts are uh, playing some great football right now. And Mar- it looks like Marpet is not going to play in this game. Now Stinney's a fine replacement for him. He's done a great job, did a great job on Monday. But this is going to be, uh, yeah, one in the trenches, certainly. Him against DeForest Buckner is going to be a tough matchup for us, potentially. It worries me a bit.
0: Yeah, DeForest Buckner is going to be tough with Ellie Marpet out. We do have Aaron Stinney, but without Marpet, that's going to be a tough matchup for us to win in those trenches. We'll get into that and so much more. But real quick, before we get into the episode and dive into things real quick, I just want to go around and say favorite Thanksgiving food, as Stunna alluded to, that's his favorite holiday. So we'll start with the big guy. What, Stunna, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food that you uh, crossed yesterday? My favorite
3: Thanksgiving food is mashed potatoes and giblet gravy.
0: Giblet gravy that sounds damn good bro like I that that sounds good as hell I I, I I could use some of those right now so we'll get those in accordance. Joe, what say you? uh I'm gonna go with mashed
1: potatoes and gravy I'm a little basic here I mean I like it all it all complements each other well. Uh, so just give me a little bit of everything, put some gravy on it, call it a day, and I'll be I'll be just fine. But uh, mashed potatoes for me.
0: Cody, you going to change it up, or are you going to be like these two and uh, go with mashed potatoes? Although Stunna has giblet gravy. Joe just has gravy. White, white, or, white, or, uh, white or brown gravy, Joe?
1: Brown gravy. I'm going to go with the
2: sweet potato casserole. As long as it's got the marshmallows on top. I don't know. It's like that's the only time I eat it. Like, I love mashed potatoes too, obviously, but uh, I eat that all the time. So, yeah, I always look forward to uh, the sweet potato casserole. I it's a I don't hate turkey, but I'm not, I don't know. Turkey doesn't, I'm not big on it. I'll say that.
0: I feel like turkey is one of those things that's hit or miss for people. Like, I personally like it on Thanksgiving, and that's it pretty much. It's like, not that I hate it, but it's one of those things that I don't eat often. But, it's been a damn potato fest so far. We got mash. We got sweet cats. What say you? You going to be another potato or you going different?
4: No, I love turkey. I eat it, I'd eat it all the time if I could. I eat it all the time. I love it. Yeah, I love Tur- turkey.
0: What, what, what part of the turkey is your – you like the skin? You like the meat, the skin? What do you like about the turkey?
4: All of it. It's just got a great <laughs> flavor. It's, it's tender. If it's done correctly, it's tender um i even like to dip it in cranberry
0: sauce as well yeah dude turkey Now, now i just wish i had another plate of food in front of me if i had to say something i'm going with sweet potatoes i'm a big sweet potato guy so that shit you know put that with some turkey with some mashed potatoes you line it up good green bean casserole the whole damn nine yards but nonetheless we'll keep bumbling and stumbling into this uh holiday episode so to speak We're going to ask Joe real quick before we get into uh, some score talk, MVP of the game talks, and things we are looking out for and whatnot. Joe, besides Jonathan Taylor, obviously, who's been setting the world ablaze, he's moved into uh, some MVP chatter, although I don't think he'll win. Running backs never win. That's the reason why it's pretty much a damn quarterback award at this point. They only seem to acknowledge quarterbacks for that. So uh, as great as Jonathan Taylor's been – who do you think is the actual players that have been propelling this Colts team to this hot streak? Um, obviously, they have a handful of playmakers on each side of the ball, but if you could pick one guy on each side of the ball to really highlight and say this guy has been doing their due diligence and he's really been a key reason why for this uh, late success, who, who would you roll with?
1: On defense, it's a no-brainer. It's Darius Leonard. Um, Over I know you got – yeah, I know you guys got a great linebacker on your side too, and we got the same thing going. he car- he carries so many uh, I call it casualties that sometimes our defense lays on the field. You know our defensive backs are a little banged up and they haven't played the greatest at times this year. Uh, and he he makes turnovers happen. He has four force fumbles. Uh, he has two interceptions, three full recoveries. He's the maniac, we call him here, and that's for a reason because he will be all over the field. Whether it's uh, you know, watching Tom Brady trying to play the up front in the front seven or he's trying to lean back in an alleyway to try and get a pick, he's going to be all over in the run in the pass. So – If you know Tom Brady and the Bucs will be able to move the ball, it's been done in Indianapolis plenty of times. To me, the key is when they get to the red zone, can we stop them to field goals and not touchdowns? Because the yards are going to be there as the Bucs have one of the best passing games in the league. So it's going to be about what Darius Leonard and the defense can come up with, hopefully a couple of turnovers and limit them to field goals. Uh, On offense, you guys are familiar with his dad. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. has been nothing but a great uh, blessing for us. Second-round pick out of USC. A plethora of receivers went before him. This guy is a professional. Um, He literally does everything right by the book. Kind of like Jonathan Taylor. They grew up in, you know, a good background. They're very bright people, and they play the game the right way. But at the same time, they're tough as nails. They are not soft uh, just because, you know, I know hard knocks is going right now. You might see this Colts team is, you know, maybe they don't have that quote unquote edge, but they're a team that comes together and uh, truly plays as one. And Michael Pittman carries that in practice. He's always trying to uh, bulldoze defenders and get through because he does that tough yards. I think that's important against a Bucks defense. That's not going to be easy to get yards. I think it will take a little bit for Jonathan Taylor to get going, but if Carson Wentz can get to Pittman early and make things interesting, then we got a ball game. Um, as Cody said, I don't know about being in a shootout for us. Uh, we usually don't, you know, tend on the side of shootouts and win those. But uh, if we can get the ball to Pittman, he's been the go-to guy, especially in the red zone.
0: Before we get comments from our crew, we got a comment for you from Facebook. Will Doyle have a game for fantasy? I think you're talking about Jack Doyle. Uh Well, I'm going to be nice
1: here. I mean, I like Jack Doyle, great community guy. But usually when you start with that, that's not a good sign for fantasy. Um, Now, he's tough as nails, but let me tell you right now, he has a good chance uh, as having a good fantasy day as some of our offensive line as we gotten a couple touchdowns through them this year. So I love you, Jack Doyle, but uh, I would look at the tight end free agent wire bucks life because I don't see much out of him besides a couple great blocks and a couple flat routes for first downs.
0: Kids, what say you? Colts tight ends against us. How how do they fare? Uh, Jack Doyle, um, you know, and MoEllie Cox, I guess. But I guess mainly Jack Doyle for um, our friends at Facebook.
4: I don't see him. I mean, if I'm thinking, and I don't play fantasy, you know, like a lot of people do, but I, you know, Jack Doyle wouldn't be the name that comes to mind to uh, be successful <laughs> in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Even I don't the Bucks think have had a pass, um, I still don't see Jack Doyle as as a good option.
0: <laughs> I don't see him as a good option on many weeks to be honest but um hey it, we'll, we'll see if that changes this week Stunner. uh you got any words about Jack Doyle against his Bucks defense? I'm not you know I'm,
3: I don't watch the Colts a whole lot so I don't really know who they have tied in. but I would worry more about the uh outside receivers. Versus our defense, and you know that also depends on the, the health of our secondary. But I really like what we've been doing lately, playing uh, Mike Edwards in the slot and our nickel packages, and I think that we're going to be better served doing that. So, you know, it comes down to execution. So it's going to it's going to determine. You know, it's going to depend on how we execute as a defense, as far as getting them into predictable passing situations and not third and short.
0: Yeah, Joe, did you have something to say?
1: Well, no, my question just for you guys is, because, I mean, Jack, as much as I love him, I would be surprised if he's the hot topic on many shows when you're talking Colts-Bucks. I'm Jonathan Taylor against you guys. He's in the MVP race. He's not going to win it. You guys have the best run defense in football. This is Gladiator versus Gladiator. Is he a concern, or is your run defense good enough to the point where you're not going to do anything out of the ordinary to try and stop him?
0: Cody, handle this one first.
2: Um. I think we'll see how it goes, but I think, um, you know, we've been the best run defense for going on three years now. I think um, Bowles believes we can shut down any run game. So I don't think we'll start with anything out of the ordinary. If it's not going good, you know, you might switch up the scheme a little bit, but I would imagine we're just going to do our thing like we've been doing. Uh, A player that I'm I'm really going to be watching is Jordan Whitehead. That dude uh, is safety, mainly box safety, but he's amazing against the run. And uh, I think he's going to blow up some run plays early.
0: Yeah, fellas, uh we will will go with you next. What say you? You worried about Jonathan Taylor? You think that our defense is more than prepped even though he is with Henry out the best running back in the NFL at this time.
3: I mean, it's it, he's a legitimate threat. I'd be I'm more worried about him in the passing game. Um you know, we have showed holes in, in, in run defense this year. I think Tony Michelle uh, got some runs off. And uh, the Redskins actually were running the ball on us, and that had a lot to do with their offensive line. And so uh, we pretty much held Zeke down with the Cowboys. So, it, you know, it all depends on how we show up and, and you know, if we're going to kind of play. The more, I'm more worried about it being a road game because we don't play very well on the road this year. And uh, I think our only road been was New England, and that was a horrible weather, horrible night. Um and officials have done as well, so it all depends. You know, I, I'm more curious to see how we play as a road game. I think that Jonathan Taylor, um, I don't see him get a hundred yards rushing, but I do think he'll be more of a threat in the passing game, and that's where we need to be cognizant of his skill level. We did, uh,
0: we we did grab a W against Philly on the road too on Thursday. Oh, you, right, those have been the only two so far. So yeah, we've been. More scarce in the victory column on the road than the home turf. That's for dang sure. Kat, what say you? You agree with Stunna, Cody, Joe, about any other sayings or predictions about Jonathan Taylor on the ground?
4: Yeah, I think the last thing the Bucks wanna to have to do is walk an eighth man into the box to have to stop them. Then you're gonna get favorable matchups for the Colts on the outside. So I, I think you're I don't think you'll see the Bucs try to do that right away. And yeah, if they if they have success running the ball and we have to do that, and you know, we become we're on our heels. And and I am a little bit worried because from what I've seen, I haven't watched the Colts much this year this year. I've seen them a little bit over the last few years. It seems to me, and Colts fan can tell me if I'm right, that Frank Reich just always seems a step ahead, at least to begin game, from what I've seen. From an analytical standpoint, from a play-calling standpoint, it just seems that the Colts are always very well-prepared. He calls a good game. I don't see them penalized very much. Uh, so that's concerning to me. That's not knocking Todd Bowles either. I'm not saying he can't match with, with him, but... That particular matchup there, that concerns me a bit because it just seems like Indianapolis is never predictable offensively. They always seem to have a good game plan.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, You're 100% correct on that. Uh, We've had a a lead in many games this season, lost a few at the beginning, uh, including the Rams and Ravens, but Uh, first 15 plays for Frank Reich is some of the best football I've seen in terms of offensive production, uh, mixing it up with the run in the pass. So that's where he's strongest at. Now, later in the game could sometimes be a different story, but when Frank Reich has a week to prepare and he scripts those first 15, I'll be interested to see how the Colts come out because usually they get a touchdown on one of their first two drives.
0: Yeah. What say you, Joe? Uh, We'll start with you here, too, for score prediction in this one. How do you see it? Uh, unfold on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time in Indianapolis on Fox. And uh, good grief, I can't believe they didn't pick this as a game of the week, but that's another Trash. Story. The, the These These people picking college football and NFL primetime games this year have really done a terrible job at selecting what's been showing and what's been highlighted and whatnot. Between the officiating and choosing what's on primetime, It's like good grief. Uh, Who do you got working back there? Who do you got working behind the scenes? Because, quite frankly, I think all of us could do a better dang job. Um, Anyways, Joe, how do you see this one unfolding score-wise at 1 o'clock Eastern this Sunday? And uh, how do you see it becoming like that? How, How do you see the game plan unfolding for each of these squads to get it the way it does in your score prediction?
1: Well, since we'll be going there and our parents will be yes, sitting... Yes, we in-
0: will be live there. I will say we will be live... Or not live there, but we'll be at the game and uh, let's just say we won't be sitting next to each other.
1: <laughs> parents will be between us. Um, last Bucks colts game, I was talking <laughs> a lot of crap in Tampa and then you guys had one of the be- biggest second halves. We were up like 21 in 2019. It was a December game and you guys uh, shut me up pretty fast, but... Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit of a homer, of course. I'm probably being the minority here. But I I think the Colts, if they do these two things I'm about to say, could win 26-23. Now, they will have to execute both of these things very well to beat Tampa. And a lot of people aren't talking about it. But Tom Brady versus the Colts' pass defense, to me, is where I'm going to keep my eyes the most. Because if our defensive line does not generate pressure, and I know you guys have one lineman out, Uh, and our D-line has been playing a little better. But if we can't take advantage and try to get some quarterback hits, Tom Brady's just going to, I mean, go all the way down the field, and it's going to be a long day as those Colts get their turn back and have to run with these guys. Because Evans, uh, I believe he looks healthy now, and uh, Godwin obviously as well. So it's going to be no joke for our defensive backs. So we're going to have to get sacks to win this football game, and we're going to have to hit Brady as much as we possibly can. Otherwise, he'll just tear us up. I've seen it too many times. And then the other side of the bar, Car- Carson Wentz has got to have turnover-free football. He only has three turnovers this year, uh, throwing the football, a couple of fumbles. But really, he's, that's why the Colts have had most success. Jonathan Taylor, I usually say he's going to get his. Against you guys, it might not be the case. So if he has to throw the ball you know, 35-plus times, that's going to have to be turnover-free every damn time he throws the ball. So I think if those two things could happen – we could edge out this game and hopefully turn some of your guys' good drives into field goals. Um, My confidence is a little better than beginning of the year, but it's going to be a dogfight the entire way through the trenches. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one as well. And it seems like whoever the home team is, at least of late in this uh, matchup, has had the advantage and has won more oftentimes than not. So We'll see if your uh, game plans and score comes right. Cody, we'll get your score next. How do you see this one unfolding, and uh, how do you see it uh, get in there?
2: Um, I'm leaning like 31, 24 bucks. Like Stennis said, we haven't been very good on the road. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Colts will try and slow it down running. And um, ultimately, I think the difference is going to be a uh, turnover. And and the fact that we're going to score more touchdowns, they'll be selling for kicks, I just – I just don't think the Colts have quite enough offense to keep up with us. So, but, you know, I'd like to go higher. I was leaning like 34 ish, something like that. But I don't know. We, we just haven't been nearly as good on the road. So I'll keep it at 31 is right around our average. That's right around what we average every game. So, yeah, I don't know. 31 24.
0: Yeah, our splits for points per game between on the road and at home this year have been wild. Like, we average right around that 40 points per game mark at home this year. And then on the road, it seems like – I mean, we got off to a fast start against the Eagles on the road, but then we stalled completely and they came back a little bit. And New England, we struggled uh, scoring on the road. It's just like on the road for whatever reason. Obviously, Washington and New Orleans, um, the Rams – those three games resulted in losses, so those three were hard road games for us uh, to get going on and to score on. So we'll see if that changes this week. Um, I like 31-24. Stunna, we'll go with you next. What's the you on a score prediction, and how do you see it unfolding that way? I'm going to go with
3: uh, 31-21. And, uh, you know, I just see – we 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 got to throw the ball. I don't know if Mike Evans even gonna play, or and I know Antonio Brown's out, but we're loaded at receiver, and we just got to throw the ball at test their secondary. We don't. I mean, we're not a running team. Their strength is run defense. Uh, and this it's gonna come down to our defense, and then of course,
0: I can't hear you for stun. I think. Um... You you butted out. No, I'm on here. Oh, you're All good right. now. Yeah, you're good. Okay. now. Okay.
3: So I was saying we stall out a lot. We get big leads. We don't know how to, you know, because the bucks aren't used to routing teams. So we get big leads. We kind of stall out. We don't really know how to handle it. I don't see that happening this week. But I do see us, uh, you know, making those those drives where we can throw the ball and and uh, test them outside and their in, in their safeties.
0: Yeah, cats, what say you? We got Cody's having us scored 31. We got Stunna having us scored 31. Their scores are similar. 31-24, 31-21. We got Joe with Colts on top, 26-23. Do you see the Bucks score uh, breaking 30 points and how do you see this game unfolding with the score you got? <laughs>
4: Well, I think having Gronk back is, is huge for our offense. Teams play a lot of cover two against us. And, you know, I'll admit I I expected that we wouldn't, and maybe I sold him short a bit because I thought even without him, we'd still still be as effective offensively. And we really did struggle for the most part. Uh, I thought the new Orleans game, we put up 27 points. We turned it over three times, which was the difference. One of them was absolutely ridiculous by the officials. Uh, They missed two holds on that play. I don't, don't see us breaking thirty points. Uh, I've gone back and forth on this game quite a bit. I really have. I'm gonna pick the bucks. It's gonna be a tight squeeze here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty-seven, twenty-four bucks. But this is gonna be again. This to me is, and maybe I should be more confident. I don't know. But for me, it's a coin flip game. But I'm gonna go $27, 24
0: bucks. bucks. I like it. We got close games across the board for the most part. Donnie Pepin chimes in. Donnie's got 37-21 Tampa. Wow, Donnie's got us going to Indy and um, coming away with one by 16. We got Donnie Pepin. Shout out to you, Steppen Pepin. Uh, I hope you're right, my friend. Um, I see this one unfolding like a couple of you guys do. I see it being a close game. Um, a bruiser game, a batter game. I think that it's one of those things where whatever offense um, makes the last mistake will lose this game. That's how close it's going to be. I think that it's going to be I I, I think 20 I'm going with 27-21 Tampa. I see us escaping with uh, a six-point victory. I think it's going to be a close game. I think that uh, the Colts find chances at stifling us, but then I see the Bucks answering them. Again, I think that Colts uh, try and get the ground game going, but they, although Taylor is great, they don't get too much going on the ground here, so I think that's going to give them some troubles when they try and throw, and I know our pass defense has been a little weak at times, but I think... We uh, come in and step up against Carson once, perhaps. So I'm going 27 21. Just to rundown again, we got 26 23, Colts, Joey. We got Bucks 27 24 from Cats. Bucks 27 21 from Tones. Cody 31 24. Bucks done at 31 21. MVPs of the game now before we do our walk offs and head on home, as we got about 15 to 20 minutes left in this Bucketeer's. Katz, Get, who you got as MVP of this game? Who who you got breaking out? Who you got helping us to victory?
4: I'm going to go back to Gronk on that. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I think he's so key in our offense, both in the run game, especially with Marpet probably out for this game. You need as much help as possible blocking. We know how, much, how great a blocker he is. And I think attacking the middle of the field is important. So I look to him to have a big game.
0: Yeah, our offense looked a lot better with Gronk last week than it did the past couple weeks, so that was nice to have him back. He looked like that good possessions guy, the guy Brady looked at when he needed to have a comfortable pass. Cody, what say you MVP of the game? You going with Whitehead? Uh, I know you mentioned him earlier. You think somebody else is going to rise up to the top?
2: Um, I, I got to go with Cats. Um, the the little bit that I've um, watched the Colts, they play like a 4-3, but mainly zone. Um Gronk is one of the best, if not the best, tight end ever in finding a soft spot in the zone scheme. Like, there's not much you can do. You cover a man, he's going to, you know, out-muscle you. But um, him and Godwin both on our teams, I mean, they just – they have a knack for finding the soft spot in the zone. So – and then, you know, Gronk, we saw, you know, the offense is just different with him there. He's Brady's safety blanket. Um, So, yeah, I I expect a big game from Gronk.
0: We got two for two in Gronk. And, yeah, you guys are both right. Gronk has been – just huge for this offense, especially this season. Last year he was big, too, down the stretch in the Super Bowl, obviously. And then to open this year he was on fire, and then um, injury set him back a little bit. But now we're looking to get him back here, and uh, he looked really good last week. We'll see if he could keep that momentum going against a good cold linebacker core. Stunna, what say you? Well, we got Donnie Pepin real quick. He's saying MVP of the game. SMB, Sean Murphy bunting with two interceptions, one for a pick six. We had Donnie Pepin coming in saying SMB is going to come and play some Harrow ball this game. I love it. Stunna, what say you um, – who's your MVP of the game or who you keeping an eye on here?
3: I'm going to go with Tom Terrific for MVP because I see him spreading the ball to everybody. Like we did against the Giants, I think we had like four or five different receivers, for six receptions, and nobody had over a hundred yards. You just dink and dunk and spread it around, and I and that's what I think the game plan is going to be: get the ball out quick and and use more of the horizontal passing game like we have uh, over the past couple of weeks. So I, I think that's going to be the key, and uh, I'd also I'm also uh, looking forward to uh, Devin White. I hope that he gets to play with his quad injury. And, I think he'll have a big game also, but the most valuable is going to be Tom Brady.
0: Joey, what say you quick? Who's your MVP from the Colts?
1: Uh, It's got to be a player you mentioned earlier, DeForest Buckner. If we're going to get pressure on Brady, it's – you know, after watching it for many years, if he can get a couple guys up the middle between him and Grover Stewart to get at the feet of Brady, get some a little happy dance going on, you have a chance. So I think that's what they're going to have to do is try to apply pressure up the middle, bring Darius Leonard on a couple of blitzes. But that all starts with DeForest Buckner. He usually takes on a double team to help open things up.
0: Yeah, Buckner is a beast up that middle, and that looks like one good trade for Indianapolis to help them keep um, momentum churning in the right directions is, is, in terms of a franchise go. So MVP of the game for the Bucks. I, I'm going to see how, um, you know, we react to the loss of L.A. Marpet as well. I'm going to see who steps up and if uh, our O-line could handle it. I'm going to go with, um, I guess, more of a player to look out for, but I think a guy who might have an important game this game. I think Aaron Stinney. Steps up, steps in, and I think he fills a nice role of Valley Marpet. So we'll see how that one works. Joe, I know you got to go here shortly. What's your walk-off, sir? What, what's one thing you're excited about for the Colts that you've been seeing lately on Sunday? Or what's one thing on Sunday that um, has your ears perked in terms of Colts football? What's your walk-off, my friend?
1: Well, I mean, it's been two years now, okay? I'm three years older than you, and I had to watch you celebrate for a few years and get a Super Bowl, which I thoroughly enjoyed, as uh, I love being a Bucks fan for my NFC side of things, but – I'm the older brother here. I got to start being able to look down on you again. So that will be what I'm looking forward to most is after a victory. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to look you dead in the eye and you're going to know what's up. So I don't, it's not a guarantee it's going to happen, but I've been waiting for this day since December 8, 2019, when, uh, the Bucks beat the Colts in an epic collapse at Tampa Bay and Raymond James. But that being said, uh, it's always great being on here. Stun, I'll see you for the Bills game in December A hey, Cats. We got a big SVU marathon coming in early December before they get out of things. And, Cody, I hope yeah. to meet you soon as well. As It's always a pleasure. So I uh, love what you guys do. It's good talking to you. And uh, I got to end it with go Colts. Quentin Nelson, if Bay is back. My one talking, cr- he might want to sit an extra week when you're going up against the best guard in the game. I'm going to leave y'all <laughs> on that note.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want any part of me. The- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want
1: to argue with y'all, so I'm going to sign off with my talking crap like a yeah. little a boy would do.
0: <laughs> <Ronnie> <laughs> so- <laughs> booing you off the stage. Anyway, so. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. Thank you. Thanks Have a good so one, fellas. Thanks later. for joining us. Um, enjoy your night. Enjoy the rest of your Black Friday. That was Joey Nips from the. Uh, Cleveland, me podcast he's uh the colt's brain in this episode and as we got about 10 more minutes here we're going to each go around and give our walk-offs of what we're looking forward to or what we've seen lately that we've been liking from this buccaneers team cody you had a couple good things to bring up earlier sir what's your walk-off what are some things you're seeing that you like or what do you expect to see sunday that's heading in the right direction or what are you hoping
2: well, going back and watching the uh, film of the Giants game, and I know the Giants, you know, they're not a good team, but that first drive, the creativity on that first drive versus them, I don't think I've ever seen that much creativity out of Bryan's or out of Byron. So I'm hoping to keep that going. And Stunna talked on Edwards playing nickel. Like, we talked about that on this pod and the group chat quite a bit. Like, to me, he's a playmaker. You've got to find a way to keep your playmakers on the field. The dude is always around the football. So I saw a lot of that. And then – Joe Tryon, he actually got like 50% of the snaps, which I still think that's not quite enough with JPP's injury, but um, moving him inside on obvious passing downs and all, like that's you know, you got JPP, Shaq you know, Tryon out there, especially Vito will be back, like that that is a filthy line, no quarterback wants to be looking across that um, so yeah, I, I hope hope to see you know, all those things keep up and to Donnie's thing about s and um, I think SMB is gonna get I'm not saying he'll definitely get two picks, but he's going to have some opportunities. I think he's going to be on Pittman most of the game. Wentz can be iffy, not necessarily the most accurate quarterback ever. So um, that wouldn't surprise me. Definitely wouldn't surprise me to see that happen.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, JTS, we talked about it. Him inside, man, that dynamic that that could bring to the table when JTS lines up on inside. And, um, you know, keep – keep JPP more fresh, keep him on the sidelines. If you need to bump JTS outside, that's fine, you know? Um, But nonetheless, just find a way to get him on the field. And Mike Edwards as well. Whenever that guy's on the field, it seems like he's making plays. Um, You know, you have always been a big advocate of him whenever he blitzes too. He seems like he's always in the quarterback's face, whether he gets to the quarterback or whether he's jumping around, um, distracting the quarterback. So, um, those two guys are definitely, definitely, definitely worth um, keeping eyes on and hoping that things continue in the right direction this Sunday. Cats, what say you? What's your walk off for the Bucks?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, and to piggyback a bit off what Cody said, they came out. That was a great first drive uh, right, right off the bat, the way they called that. They, they weren't predictable. You know, they they start off with play action. They even ran two reverses um, on that first possession and went right down the field. And you're going to need to do that. you got to have the same level of confidence on the road, as both as a player and as a play caller. And in the last couple of road games, we've come out, we've been very conservative. We've punted on our first possession. Uh, that's both the Washington game and the New Orleans game. Uh, you're going to have, the Bucks have to play. And we say this every week, but really going against, uh, a well-coached, good team on the road. They have got to keep the penalties down. You're not going to get away with it against them. They did a good job at home last week in doing that, I thought, for the most part. But you have got to stay penalty-free. Uh, not penalty completely, but you've got to you know, keep that down if we're going to win this game. You can't be doing what you did against the Saints and against the football team. But even in some earlier games that we were able to come out on top on, you can't. You just can't do that. So hopefully they play a clean game. And if so, I see them being able to pull out a win. If not, then I could easily see this one going the other way.
0: Yeah, I think penalty limitation is huge and something to keep an eye on for sure. I think it's something that when this Bucks team does limit their penalties, um, you know, it it helps us out a lot. Obviously it helps us become the football team that we could be potentially. Stunna, what say you, my friend? You usually have something cool to say as we walk off. What What's your walk off today, my friend?
3: Um, I just remember the last time we were at the Colts, and, you know, their fans were giving us a hard time. You know what I mean? We didn't play well. It's, I think it's time for some payback. And, uh, you know, they've been talking a lot of trash in social media and through the media co-works and Shannon Sharp predicting the Colts are going to beat us. I'm like, you're not paying attention, man. The AFC is not good, okay? The AFC, your best AFC teams are struggling with mediocre NFC teams this season. So, I really don't see that we're going to just get wiped out like some of these people are predicting. And I really like our chances, but, you know, you got to earn a victory. So, it's...
0: Yeah, and your mic, it, it seemed like we lost your mic. What'd you say there's done that last part?
3: I just said the players got to play, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, you know, they got to show up and, and they got to want it, and I really think uh, Brady is going to be emotional because of his past there, and I think that's going to take us over the edge. But it's been a weird year, and, uh, you know, we, we haven't played well on the road, so I would love us to go in there and, and really dominate. But I don't I don't believe in the AFC this season. I think that the NFC is 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 a lot better. So I like our chances and I hope that we play our best football and I hope we play our best football going forward and we start getting on the incline and start getting that playoff push going. And nothing else, go bucks.
0: Yeah, and and I agree with that. We gotta get our playoff push going and continue that. Donnie Pepin says great job, guys. Keep up the momentum. I gots to go. Go Bucks. Well, Donnie, I think we're all on your train here as we're about to log off as well. But first, I'll give my walk-off look. I just want to get get back on track, get another win here. You lose. That is three out of the last four losses. So it, it would um, not be the best optics if we lost this game, although it's a good Colts team and it is a road game in which we struggle on the road and – um, you know, we're getting a lot of help in the NFC, especially in our division. Our division keeps losing. We have a two and a half game lead now in the NFC cell. So, all those things are nice. The Cowboys keep on losing. But if we win this game that's that much bigger towards our playoff seeding, and it's really looking like you're going to uh, want to be a one, two or three seed in the NFC, obviously one seed for bye week purposes, two or three seed just based off opponents you'd play. Because if you land in that four seed you're going to end up playing Arizona or St. Louis, where if you end up in the two or three seed, it's looking like you're going to either play a team like Minnesota, a team like the 49ers, a team like the saints, which nothing against all those squads. They could win any given Sunday, obviously, but you like your chances against those guys a hell of a lot more than you do against an Arizona, a hell of a lot more than you do against an LA. So I just think it's key. We keep trying to pile up W's uh, while we can, because It'll eventually become a point in time where playoff seeding's really going to be, become a part of the factor. And I know it's nice getting in, yada, 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 whatever. But um, like last year, we lucked out. That five seed was huge for us, not getting that six or seven seed, starting at Washington, getting our foot on track, playing the easiest potential game week one. We want to do that same thing this year. So if we could get the first round by, great. If not, that two or three seed would just be awesome because that means then – that um, things are going well for us as we would have an easier opponent at home. But nonetheless, the Bucks just string some more wins together, my friends, and uh, don't let people talk about, oh, this team went one and three in the past four because, you know, if we do lose, the media is going to be flying with that. They're going to take that and run with it, and they're going to say, oh, their only wins come against the Giants the past month and uh, yada, 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 and so forth. So right, wrong, or indifferent there. Um, I want the Bucks to win to shut the media up, especially amongst the haters. But um, any last words of the pod, ladies and gentlemen, before we log off? Uh, Cody, we'll start with you. Last words.
2: Uh, it's good to see us getting healthy again. I'm worried about um, Allie. It sounds like it's not, you know, like he might miss this game, but it doesn't sound like it's like a huge thing. So um, Stiney, Steiny, however you pronounce his name, he played well last week. That's, you know, that's why you keep a guy like that around, give him a contract, so. I'd be all right with them sitting Allie if we need to, this is, this is a big game and we need to win it. But, um, you know, it's, it's AFC if if we were to lose this game, I don't know that it's worth risking Allie's long-term health. So I would probably be fine with them, uh, sitting him, but, um, sounds like AB will be back next week. And it sounds like Carlton's coming too. So, you know, we've been shaky this year. Like, um, we, we, we look really good at times, really bad at times. I do think the injuries have been a part of that, but, um, Let's get these guys back healthy, get hot at the end of the season. I, I think most people know it's it's not necessarily the best team that usually wins the Super Bowl. It's whoever gets hot and healthy at the end of the year. It that was like us last year. We were 7-5 at one point. And, uh, but things just started clicking. We were more or less healthy in the playoffs, and um, hopefully we can do a similar run like that this year.
0: Yeah, it's all about who's hot and who's not at the end. It's all about whose team's playing good at the right time. Because look at the Saints. I, I know they had some injuries, but look at how good they open and now look at how good they're playing. It just goes to show just because you start hot in the league doesn't mean that you're going to end up doing well. So the Bucks started hot. We got to just unwell, get healthy, get some guys back, and – um Keep battling this battle because health is going to start playing big factors. So I agree; it'll be nice getting all these guys back: A, B's, Carlton Davis, Scotty Miller's of the world. Uh, we got SMB back last week. That sounded like a robot fart. Cats, um, what say you? Um, any last words?
4: Actually, you know, now that you mentioned that, it looks like. Correct me if I'm wrong. Scotty Miller will be active for this game. Am I correct? It that? does
0: look. It, it looks that way. It
4: looks.
2: Like, you know, last I, I heard, but, Bruce said it would be a game time decision. But he also said he's been practicing for two weeks and looks good. So I would, yeah, would I send. thought
4: they could have. I, I remember hearing that he was kind of looked like he was going to play last week. He did not. Uh, you know, and they had per- Perriman. I believe they should have caught that ball. And that that was a great throw by Brady. Perriman didn't track it well. Not to disrespect him, but you know, Brady, I felt last year developed a really good rapport with Scotty Miller. So it would be you know really nice to have him back as that deep threat replacing uh, a guy like Rashad Perriman, who, you know, did an okay job. Like I said, he, you know, looked like he lost that ball in the lights or something on that deep ball. But, you know, Miller and Brady have played together a lot last year. He'd never played with Perriman before. So if he's back, I could see him being a potential difference maker in this game and going forward down the stretch as we saw uh, last year in in the NFC title game. So I'm excited if Scotty's back this week. It's been a while and maybe I took him for granted a bit. Or took for granted not having him, not making a difference, and it, it he makes a difference. Is what I meant to
0: say, he is a lovely deep threat. So that'll be um good, just good getting Scotty Miller back is uh, we like you said, it's one of those things with all the weapons on this team. And it's not like um, people intentionally take him for granted, but it's like oh, you know, we got Godwin, we got Howard, we got Bray, we got Evans, we got this guy, we got that guy, so. Bigger than it looks, especially with that Pyramid drop, Stun, um, stun of Last Words, is, and then we're bouncing out.
3: I think we definitely want to get the the top one or two seed with how we played on the road this year. And uh, I don't see and the NBC ain't gonna flex the game, but we know where the game of the week. And we got to show them play like it. And you know it's the, you know we're gonna repeat champions. We have to. This, this is our playoff push, and every game we're out is a playoff
0: yep we gotta just keep playing good we know NBC should flex it but they won't so it's too late for mb but even just the announcers the game of the week it would have been nice getting good ones but um uh, who cares? I'll
4: cut you off in a second there tones we do have good announcers for this one we do we've got kevin burkhart and greg okay. olson i'm a big fan big fan of both of them that uh, is actually. good
0: announcer. that's good announcer. yeah that's
4: that's their second team for Fox. So we're the feature game at one o'clock. Rams and Green Bay is their four o'clock game, which is the game of the week. So, which I can understand that one. But um, yeah, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. I've listened to Olson a bit. I'm glad that he's an announcer. Not only is he a good announcer, but we don't have to face him anymore because I don't think we ever covered him. So, uh, but I enjoy the two of them as a as a uh, as an announcing duo, a duo. So I'm glad that we we do get them um, this Sunday.
0: Well, yeah, they're the- not biased. I agree, and I personally like them more than Buck and Aikman myself, so um, not that I'll be able to watch the game, I'll be at that game, so maybe I'll put earbuds in if Colts fans are acting like a bunch of jackasses <laughs> and annoying the piss out of me, but uh, we'll see what happens. I look forward to adventuring to Indianapolis, and you could look on updates from this weekend. I'm heading there tomorrow, so between Saturday and Sunday, I will be posting some live action shots in Indy. Hopefully, we could run into the Bucks at a hotel we're staying at if I did some due diligence correctly, so we'll see what happens. Um, nonetheless, I'm looking forward to taking my boot to that or to my ass in that stadium to put some boots to asses in Indianapolis. So, um, nonetheless, it's been another fun bucket tears. We had Joey Nips on from the Cleveland. Nail the horseshoes. What's up, stun? I said nail the horseshoes. Oh yeah, the horseshoes, man. Um, you know. It, it isn't, it's not an easy environment. They got that dome. They got a lot of horseshoes. So we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, um, it, it's it should be an interesting game. And we got Bucks Colts football live Sunday and I'll be there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's been a fun pod on behalf of Cats, Cody G Stunna. Bucko couldn't join us. He, he fell asleep on the couch from too much Thanksgiving leftovers and watching some college football it looks like it seems but nonetheless it's been the Bucketeers until next time Tampa Tones and the rest of the crew and Joey Nibs from Cleveland me we're out of the building thanks so much enjoy your holiday weekend happy Thanksgiving happy Black Friday and enjoy yourselves be safe out there the rest of the weekend.